0: At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. Listening to KIOF-LP, 97.9 FM, Las Vegas. This is Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada.
1: From Feature Story News in London, I'm Oli Barrett. NATO leaders have agreed a statement reaffirming their bond, despite divisions in the military alliance. Member states have been meeting outside London to mark NATO's 70th anniversary. The summit's been notable for obvious tensions, but Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg says the organisation is adapting to modern challenges.
2: NATO remains the only platform where North America and Europe discuss, decide and take actions together every day. To protect almost one billion people, so whatever our differences, we will continue to unite around our core task, to defend one another, all for one and
1: one for all. As the summit was wrapping up, Donald Trump called Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau two-faced after video emerged of a group of NATO leaders appearing to joke about the U.S. president. Germany is expelling two Russian diplomats over the murder of a man in a Berlin park. Berlin suspects the shooting of a former Chechen rebel commander in August was ordered by Moscow or Russia's Chechen Republic. Russia says Berlin's expulsions are hysteria. There have been more than 100 bomb scares in Moscow in the past two days as anonymous phone calls warning of planted explosives continue to be received. Law enforcement authorities say the hoaxes are trying to extort bitcoins in exchange for backing down on the bomb threats. Ross Cullen reports from Moscow.
3: Most recently on Tuesday, Moscow's Kuntsevsky District Court was cleared out in an evacuation due to a reported bomb threat, the latest in a huge number of calls warning of possible bomb blasts in shopping malls and courthouses that have been taking place since late November. Law enforcement officials say that scammers have been anonymously phoning in bomb hoaxes and then vowing to detonate the explosives if ransom money is not transferred to them in bitcoins. Courts in St.
1: Petersburg have also been targeted by the bomb threat calls. Ross Cullen, Moscow. Seven people are confirmed dead in Uganda and many reported missing in two separate landslides in the eastern districts of Bududa and Soronko, along the slopes of Mount Elgon. Ugandan authorities say ongoing heavy rains triggered the deadly land movements, as Michael Balecki reports from Kampala. The Uganda Red Cross says the landslide swept
4: through two villages, burying close to 50 homes and destroying property and crops. Recovery and rescue efforts are underway to dig up people who may be trapped under the mud. However, rescue efforts have been hampered by the constant rains which have submerged access roads and recently collapsed several bridges. This area on the slopes of Mount Elgon is prone to landslides. Last year, more than 50 people died and over 900 were left homeless when a landslide swept through the same area. The Ugandan government has started a program to relocate people to low-lying areas away
3: from areas exposed to landslide risks. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. World leaders have been convening in Madrid for the UN Climate Summit, COP25. It's a critical event coming after President Trump's decision to withdraw the United States from the Paris Accords. And the meeting comes on the heels of new UN research that suggests the world is on track to produce 120% more fossil fuels than can be burned under previously agreed global warming targets. Alex Jones is director of the Environment and Climate Division at the UN's Food and Agriculture Organisation. He says this is a big week for the world's climate change regimen.
5: Well, this is the last big COP before we get to the uh, implementation of the Paris Agreement next year in uh, Glasgow. The biggest issue of all probably is that all countries are expected to search for higher ambition. At the signing of the Paris Agreement, all countries put up initial national determined contributions. They said, by how much are we going to reduce our emissions? And at the time it was done in a hurry. There was quite a lot of political pressure put on countries to do so. Now, I think countries have realized what the implications of these are. They're more cautious and they want to plan better. Uh, And it's tough, of course, for everybody to, to increase their ambition because in the end these have impacts.
3: One other big issue, whether developing countries will be permitted to secure the technology they need to help limit climate change, either at steep discounts or possibly even free of charge. With FSN
1: Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that is the latest Feature Story News. From London, Ollie Barrett reporting. Magic
6: FM. Where stars are made and played.
7: The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday, from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio.
8: Good morning, Las Vegas, and welcome to the Sports Angle, live every morning. On KIOF 97.9, Las Vegas public And now, here's your host of the Sports Angle, and thesportsangle.com,
2: Rocco Kelly. Welcome to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Recently, the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs had a great double overtime game. It was down to the wire and controversy struck. Now, James Harden was going to the basket. A couple seconds left in the game when he got fouled. And it was a hard foul. However, the Houston Rockets argued that the way he got fouled should have been two points. That his dunk, that his attempt at a dunk should have counted because he went up, he went to the line, he jumped in the air, he was halfway in the air and then they then somebody got gotten his way, they both they both went to the ground, that situation. Now, I'm not going to get into all the details. Either you know about the story or you don't. I just gave you the, the, the basic details. Now, what bothers me about this is that the Houston Rockets want to protest and want the NBA to reverse the decision and give them the win because with the dunk counted, the Rockets would have won the game instead of losing by one to the Spurs last, last game. Now, Sonar, I don't know if I'm in the minority on this one, and this is going to sound very hypocritical coming considering my age, but it, it, doesn't it just upset you that there are people nowadays that want a decision to be reversed just because of a bad call? Or just because something happened to their team, they immediately want them to win the game, despite the fact that when they walked off the court or when they went into the locker room, when all zeros are on the board, they clearly lost the game. It's just something that doesn't seem right to me. A team protesting and saying that they should reverse the decision just because of a bad call.
8: Well, bad calls have always been part of the game. That's the way I look at it. Is Bad calls have always been there. It's always been a part of it. The refs are human. That's, that's another layer of the game to me.
2: Well, of course. you got to have the human factor part of it. And that's where I'm trying to go with this, is that we're all human. The athletes are humans. The officials are humans. The coaches are, are humans. If you take away the human factor... And let's play this out. Let's say the NBA reverses the decision. Then isn't the NBA saying they don't trust their officials to do the job they pay them to do?
8: No, you you nailed it right on the head, man.
2: And also, more importantly, aren't you telling every other team that, oh, if something happens at the end of the ballgame, all you got to do is just protest it and we'll give you the win regardless?
8: Yeah, and it if you're sets, San
2: Antonio Spurs,
8: well, that's it. It sets it sets a precedent. That's that's exactly what you're talking about. If if they start to to turn over this one, what are the grounds for turning over another? What are the grounds of turning over the next one and the other one? And and uh, also have the uh, the other team uh, also say that oh no, well that turnover needs to be turned over because of this. This is new evidence.
2: Right, exactly. You would have to have this brand new system in place about where the rules apply that you can reverse the decision. And if you're the team that originally won, wouldn't you then be upset? And wouldn't you try to counter it saying, wait, hold up, we were winning the game. Like we won the game when the when the clock went zero. And also for anybody who watched the Rockets and Spurs game, you know that the Rockets blew a 22 point lead. Let me get this straight. You blew a 22-point lead. You let the Spurs come back. Thanks to Lottie Walker, by the way. Shout out to him. But you came back from a 22-point deficit. You went into two overtimes. This wasn't just one, but two overtimes. And the Spurs won because of a bad call. I understand that, but the Rockets shouldn't have let them get back in that position to begin with. Well, let's get back to my point. No, the Rockets the lost, lost that game.
8: They lost that game way before they started protesting. If, if you're going to lose a 20-point deficit.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I'm just giving you the context of it because I shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. But the Rockets are saying, oh, we should have this to reverse the decision, right? I, like It's just unethical because – you have to have the human factor of the game. It's similar to earlier this year with the NFC Championship game with the Saints and the Rams. The city of New Orleans, the fans of the Saints, and even the coach, uh, Sean Payton, they wanted to either replay the NFC Championship game from when the spot was happening, or they wanted to have the game reverse the decision and had the Saints be in the Super Bowl. You remember that fiasco? Them saying that they should be in the Super Bowl and they should reverse the decision because of the bad call that there was no penalty called on that pass interference. Now, I understand the grand scheme of things. It was more of an important event. But the same ethical question lies. If you reverse a, call, or reverse a loss for one team and you do it for one sport, then you've got to do it for the rest of them. For people who are driving to work and going to school right now in Las Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights, there were fans that tried to do the exact same thing earlier this year when they lost to the San Jose Sharks, saying that that penalty shouldn't have happened and they shouldn't have allowed three goals in the span of five minutes and they wouldn't have lost the series to San Jose Sharks. Well, the, all the arguments and everything I'm saying to you is that if you reverse it for one sport, then you've got to do it for the rest. And when you do reverse a decision, you're essentially telling the officials, the umpires, the referees, whoever is getting, doing the job, that, hey, the human factor does not matter. Whatever calls you make, we're going to reverse in any way. You're not, you're not, you have no confidence. That's what you're telling them, a vote of no confidence.
8: No, you you absolutely hit it right on there, man. It, it sets a precedent for it, and you know what? Let's take it on the other side of the break. I think, I think we can definitely uh, uh, deep dive right into this and hit it from every angle.
2: Oh, absolutely. We're going to go to break here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, and we'll be back after this.
4: public radio station kiof 97.9 fm is an official radio station for emergency information in las vegas during an actual emergency tune your radio to kiof 97.9 fm for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of las vegas
7: The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio.
10: Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms
6: are open wide. I
4: should know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul and this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show. Listen to the Paul and Dean Show live. Every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada.
9: Hi, I'm Aaron Clements inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real life in the shop ASC certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas
5: hi everyone i'm craig orndorff on the next seems like old times it's our annual christmas comedy show Uh, we've got tons of novelty holiday records that are silly crazy wacky and a little bit off kilter too so drop by and have a laugh or two as we listen to the christmas memories on the next seems like old times Seems like old times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas.
8: Welcome back to the Sports Angle. We're Utah Jazz that you're here. And live every morning. On KIOF 97.9, here's your host of The Sports Angle, Rocco Kelly.
2: Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Protesting games is a subject that most people really aren't going to go into detail about. If you watch majority of these sports networks, you listen to sports radio today, I guarantee you that majority of them are going to focus on the bad call or they're going to focus on how the dunk should have counted. But most of them are not going to focus on how unethical and how – really unrealistic, it is for a team to protest a game and have the decision be reversed in their favor because you're simply making that league bend down to your will. I mean, the team essentially has all the power at that point. Correct, Sonar? I mean, that team is just saying, hey, bend down to me.
8: No, the league can turn around and say, I'll tell you what, you're not on the schedule anymore. How about the rest of your games? I'll tell you what, you lose all of them. That's the call that we make right now. That's that's the power play that I would take if we had a whiny um, league like this. If it turns into that, it's okay. You don't like the way we call it? Cool. We won't call any of your games anymore because you don't play games anymore. That's all they have to do is, is turn around and, and say that. Because where do you draw the line? oh it was a bad call oh the hot dog guy was too loud and it was distracting oh I, I hit a red Ooh, light on on the way in the here
6: field.
8: like yeah where do you where do you draw the line if you're gonna constantly protest the game and you're gonna constantly protest the calls do I get to do I get to say oh well the um, the tip off the tip <laughs> off off was too close to the other side it wasn't right down the middle or um, when he threw it yeah, back yeah exactly. When he threw it back, his shoelace was on the line. So you can you can find something in there. You can always you can always find something to complain about and a reason to turn something over. That's the problem, oh yeah exactly. Is is you're yeah, always I mean- going to be able to find something like that? And if you start a precedent of well, the ref was wrong, or this was a bad call, or. Um, this was, uh, uh, the the net was two inches shorter than what it should have been on the other side. You're going to find something, and that's the issue. The game is the game, just like Vegas Mike says on Amp.TV. Go there, join the conversation, everybody. Help us get over our 100,000 viewer mark.
2: Exactly. In fact, uh, Soder, if you could pull up the chat real quick, that would be great. However... I do agree that eventually it's getting to an extent that I'm I'm convinced that eventually a player is going to say this. And don't be surprised if this ever happens in the future. Uh, I I missed the free throw attempt because somebody was being too loud in the stands.
8: Exactly. I mean, that's what, kind beyond, of idiotic
2: comment is that?
8: that's what I mean. That's that's where it's going to go. It's a slippery slope when you start tailoring to whiners. When you start turning around and saying, "Oh well, that game was was flawed," or "or this is what we should have done. We would have won that game if you would have let us uh, travel a little bit more," or "we would have won that game if if I could." If I could double dribble and also charge the the person, why am I not allowed to charge the uh, the net? Like all of these other right. things. It's a slippery slope. Before you know it, it's not about the winning. It's about the lawyership that you have against the other team and saying, "Oh, well, we both have flaws." And um, I would like to uh, amend that score. We should have got at least five more points because this foul tripped this person. It's like if every time um, they hacked Shaq, they were to call an even larger foul. Oh, we would have had that. We would have had that. If you you didn't have hacked Shaq, uh, he would have had it over there.
2: Exactly. And it's kind of similar to the NHL oh, what if the guy just pushes over the goalie and they score? I mean, we've seen that happen in the past, and goalie interference normally is called, but every once in a while, there'll be that instance where they'll bump into the goaltender, or every once in a while, there might be a stick that casually gets in the way, and then a goal happens, and they call goalie interference, and the referees go, no. So in that situation, it's similar to the NBA. Because eventually at some point you have to go to such extremes that it's just like, oh, this happened. we well, got to reverse it. Oh, my shoelace was untied. We've got we to reverse it. That guy that was uh, eating hot dogs was, was screaming too loud. we got to kick him out. we got to kick him out and reverse it. I mean, it just gets to a point where, and I understand what I'm about what I'm saying is very, very extreme. But you get the point I'm saying is that you can do it for all four sports. And also, yes, the game is the game. Instant replay and challenges are in every single sport now. Every single sport. And if you have instant replay and you have coaches' challenges, and for some sports, it is mandated that they have to review every single score from every single game. That's the NFL. That's the NHL and i believe mlb and nba has a similar system in place it's not every basket and every single run but it's very similar and to that style but they have to review that anyway and let's not forget originally where did these protests come from originally it was the fans okay the fans were originally the people that were like oh that was such a bad call you got to rev- you got to protest that game and the majority of the time, the teams didn't do it. Because the teams understood the rules. They understood the legal side of it. And more importantly, the gambling side of it. And since we're here in Vegas and we have the sports books, that's a huge aspect of it as well when it comes to not reversing games, by the way. Not going to get into that in full detail, but you get what I'm about to say. What I'm pointing out to you and to everybody who is driving To work right now is that protesting the game eventually got to the teams because of the last couple of years you saw it with general managers storming into the officials uh, locker room or storming into the officials official room during the game and saying oh you know you know what 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 was that okay it was just the general manager. Or occasionally it was the owner, like Mark Cuban. Shout out to him, by the way. But eventually, now it's gotten to the point where players are getting involved. Owners are getting involved. Everybody in the team is getting involved, and they're saying, we want this change. But it's been a recent thing. It hasn't been all the time. It hasn't been during the entire history of it. It's really only been the last... Four years or so. I mean, is that a fair and accurate representation of what I'm saying, Sonar? I think so. The last so. four years is, a lot, is really when you've been starting to see the players ask for a protest, and not just the fans and not just the higher-ups in the team organization.
8: Well, a lot of it is the pressure from the fans. They they have to follow what the fans want, so I could see that's the reason why the fans and the, the players are getting into it. My issue is, is that... Everyone wants this game to be played in a vacuum. Everybody wants this game to be played like they play all of the EA 2K sports. That's what they want. They want it all to be a nice, neat package, and then we can all definitively say that this was the best game and these were the best stats and these were the, 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 the way that the game should have been played. On the other hand, everybody turns around and says, "Oh, the refs—they're fallible. They're—they're uh, uh, they're human. They make all of these mistakes." But then they turn around and they say, "Well, we don't want robots. We don't want computers. We don't want sensors." So which is it? Do you do you want to have something that is more accurate than a ref and an eyeball? or do you want something that's more accurate and less personal you can't have both of them there's there's not going to be a mixed bag of robotic refs and people refs it's not going to happen i'm not going to throw a toaster in a uh, in a striped shirt and put it out there on the floor along with everybody else
2: right similar to that analogy of like putting a computer behind home plate and having it say if it's a strike or a ball.
8: Yeah, that's the like, only NMLB. way you're going to be able to get to, to get past this whole ref in calls and everything else is if you put a sensor. You put a sensor right there, and you say, "This is it. It's either on the line or or, uh, or off of it. It's either in the strike right. zone or it's not." It, it, relying on someone's caveman eyeballs. Okay, good. Congratulations. But that is the calls that you are going to get. Stop
6: complaining.
2: They know what they're doing. And, by the way, I would think it would be funny if a player got ejected by the robot umpire in MLB, you just see him just grab a computer and break it in half. He just, you know, (laughs) takes his knee and just... I mean, that would just
4: be a funny. The
3: only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal.
6: There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's.
7: Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with combo meal.
0: The been thinking about McDonald's all day, can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal.
6: There's a deal for every moment
0: at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50.
7: Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with combo meal, single item at regular price.
2: see. However, you have to understand that you have to have the human factor, and protesting and reversing a call and reversing a loss should not be allowed. We are here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, and we'll be back after this.
6: Las Vegas' first official <laughs> arts, culture, and tourist station. Magic.
4: Las Vegas Public Radio Station KIOF 97.9 FM is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. Something strange.
7: In your
6: neighborhood.
7: The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio.
4: Hello.
10: T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play, night and day. Are you with us?
6: My arms are open wide, you know just what to
4: and you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show. Listen to the Paul and Dean Show live. Every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada.
9: Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop, ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas.
5: Hi, everyone. I'm Craig Orndorff on the next Seems Like Old Times. It's our annual Christmas comedy show. Uh, We've got tons of novelty holiday records that are silly, crazy, wacky, and a little bit off-kilter, too. So drop by and have a laugh or two as we listen to the Christmas memories on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas.
8: Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live every morning on KIOF 97.9, Las Vegas Public Radio.org. Find out more about The Sports Angle at TheSportsAngle.com or Facebook slash The Sports Angle Radio. And now, here's your host of said Sports Angle, Rocco
2: Kelly. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. The college football playoff. A subject that will make some people upset, make some people happy, and then there's me. (laughs) Now, at the beginning of the year, I had a prediction That I thought was going to be 100% accurate. And then Alabama lost two games and it busted my entire bracket. But I can still get 75%. Now Clemson looks like they're going to get in. Okay? All they got to do is just beat Virginia. And I mean, Virginia is a lower ranked team in college football. So... It shouldn't be that hard of a task for Clemson to win. More importantly, they have one of the easiest schedules in college football. Who have they really faced this year? So Clemson, they're, they're going to get it. Ohio State. Now, I understood that there was going to be a team from the Big Ten. Now, Ohio State was the second team that I thought was going to be there. They have Clemson. You had Ohio State. You understood that a Big Ten school is going to be there. And if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, which is very well expected, then they will also punch their ticket in. Now, I will I will say, the SEC, I had Alabama. I thought Alabama was going to be the powerhouse they've been for the last five years. They did not miss a college football playoff. They should have been the absolute guarantee, but then they lost to Auburn, and then they lost to LSU, and that busted my bracket. However, with them losing, that helped the other team I had getting in. At number five, that is Utah, and this was the wild card, the dark horse pick that I had all the way from the back of the beginning of the season. Utah, the Utah Utes, making the college football playoff for the first time in the school's history. And not many people thought this was going to happen. I mean, after all, they started the season around 15 or 14 in that area. So it was highly unlikely that Utah was going to get to this point. But they are one spot away. And this week is the conference championship game's for all of the power five schools. So the ACC got Clemson versus Virginia. I've already talked about how much of a cakewalk this is. A lot of this Clemson shows up and at least tries to play. They should be able to win that game. The Big Ten is Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Even if Wisconsin wins, Ohio State's at number two. So they should be high enough that they will win and they will still get in. The Big 12 is Oklahoma versus Baylor, and this is very important because in a scenario that if Georgia and Utah both lose, whoever would win between Baylor and Oklahoma for the Big 12 title game would most likely be the fourth and final seed. So don't shy away from that game with Baylor and Oklahoma. However, the Pac-12 is Utah versus Oregon. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I thought this was going to be a marquee matchup. Like, if you win, you get in. If you lose, you, get, you go home. Because Oregon was at number six, and Utah was at number seven just a couple of weeks ago. Now, Oregon has dropped down to number 14, and Utah's at number five. However, don't sleep on this game as well, because Utah needs this game to win. If they lose to Oregon, they're done. I mean, they might they might play in the Rose Bowl, which is still a good accomplishment, but it would not be the college football playoff. You would not be competing for a championship, and that's what these college football teams need. Now, I'm not going to dissect how flawed the system is. I've done that so much on this show. Just go back and listen to any of my former shows about the college football playoffs. It trust me, they're great. It's great content. However, the SEC title game is really where all of this conversation starts. He got number one LSU versus number four Georgia. And at this point, you have to ask yourself a question. If Georgia somehow pulls off the upset, then the college football playoff bracket does not change one bit. They will stay the same the entire way. Because for Utah, for Oklahoma, or Baylor to get in, they are relying on LSU to steamroll and beat Georgia in the SEC title game. And now there's a high probability of that. A high probability of them getting the job done. Well, it's the same thing
8: that the Utes have. Uh, The Utes have that one loss. It's that black eye that's that's almost preventing them from being a shoe in it's the same thing with alabama if lsu is to hit georgia alabama and georgia both have two losses sitting on there so that way alabama has more of a shoe in to get to the conference
2: well actually what i was going to say is that alabama at this point they are ranked number 11 i believe because they lost to auburn last week they 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 it busted my bracket when Auburn won. I mean oh, at the same time I'm kinda happy because you know I'm a huge uh, Utah guy. I've been singing their praises for the last month and a half. Now with Georgia losing, which a lot of people expect, including myself, who will get that final spot? Now it should be Utah. It should be because they're a number five team. All you have to do is win. But you know how political the college football playoff committee is. And Sonar, please tell me if this doesn't sound familiar to you. A team that is at number six very conveniently leapfrogs the number five team because they're a bigger draw and they would be a higher rating to the college football playoff. Where have we heard this before?
8: That's almost every year.
2: Yeah, exactly. Almost <laughs> every year you hear that. Well, and
8: and my my thing for Utah, and, and Vegas Mike puts it out too on uh, Amp.TV, uh, the Utes of Final Four would be a great story for the NCAA to point to prove that the NCAA is not biased. And I understand that. With Utah winning again, that is nine straight, wins for this team they took their loss and then they have won every game after that this is a team that that deserves to compete
2: yeah that's the whole point you're supposed to if you have you suffer a loss early in the season you're supposed to rebound and recover
8: and they did that
2: they've exactly done that but i understand what vegas mike is saying believe me I'm a huge Utah guy. I would love to see them in the final four because you would have all four conferences represented. Big Ten, SEC, Big uh, ACC, and the Pac-12. However, the NCAA not being biased is a bunch of you-know-what. Yeah. The people who are driving right now, you understand better than anybody that the NCAA cares about ratings. They care about what would be the better product for the sports books, for the people that are going to be watching it on TV, that are watching it on their smartphone. They're going to be watching it on their way to whatever they're going to do on that day. And you cannot convince me that if Oklahoma beats Baylor, I'm not just talking about like, you know, 29 to 28. No, they beat Baylor like 28 to 10 and Utah beats Oregon, let's just be generous and say they beat them 28-21. You cannot convince me that they would not leapfrog Oklahoma over Utah and make it Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Oh, boy, the matchup we've seen already. But a matchup that the NCAA would love to have and would love to line their pockets with.
8: And a because matchup I, that I, the sports books have already done homework on. So it's incredibly easy for them to essentially copy and paste all of the stats and put it back together.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's similar to uh, LSU and Clemson because Clemson versus the SEC school has done very well in the last couple of years because Clemson has done great against Alabama in the past, so then going up against LSU would be a similar situation. It's all about what does the NCAA want so i'm putting this out here if you see oklahoma beat baylor by a good amount of points i'm sorry youth fans but you're probably not going to make the college football playoff the only way that you're going to get in is a if georgia loses but if oklahoma wins by a small margin or if they lose that is how utah's going to get in we, this is the Sports Single. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, and we'll be back after this.
4: Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. If something
6: strange. In your neighborhood,
7: who you gonna call? The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio.
4: Hello.
10: Is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile, a call or click away, keeps you in play, night and day. Are you with us?
6: My arms are open wide I should know
4: just what to say And you know just what to do Hi, this is Paul And this is Dean from the Paul and Dean Show. Listen to the Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada.
9: Hi, I'm Aaron Clements inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop, ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas.
5: Hi, everyone. I'm Craig Orndorff on the next Seems Like Old Times. It's our annual Christmas comedy show. Uh, We've got tons of novelty holiday records that are silly, crazy, wacky, and a little bit off-kilter, too. So drop by and have a laugh or two as we listen to the Christmas memories on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. (laughs)
8: sports angle with your host Rocco Kelly we're so happy to see youths, and like always live on KIOF 97.9 Las Vegas Public Radio here's your host Rocco Kelly
2: Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. And look, I understand that there are some people that un- that would like to see University of Utah, and they think that a Cinderella story would be the bigger draw, as Vegas Mike said on the chat on AmpTV, dot TV. However, you have to understand that, and I'm going to get to this very quickly, Yes, a Cinderella story is always nice, but you have to look at it from the sportsbook side. You have to look at it from a, not a purist view. Because sonar, we kind of look at it kind of just like, oh, the best teams to face each other. When in actuality, I've said this for months. And the college football playoff puts about seven or eight teams into a hat and they go, okay, here's the eight teams that we want to make the college football playoff, and let's make it as much as humanly possible that they make the college football playoffs. So they might throw one name out of the hat as the season goes on, but eventually they had those four teams already picked. Yeah, It's always felt like it's been that way.
8: Well, and that's the thing, too. To, to take it to what Vegas Mike says about Utah would be a, a bigger draw as a Cinderella story, the issue is, is you have to know who Cinderella is. If you know that it's a Cinderella story, a lot of people don't know Utah Utes. They don't know that, that they should be in there. They don't know the record that they've got. And that's, I guess the biggest issue is not necessarily the bandwagon fans. But the bandwagon viewers, the ones that only watch it because it is the championship, those are the people that they're going after. They're saying, hey, this is your last chance to watch some college football. Oh, do you recognize these teams? Because they're great every year. They should be here. You should watch them. So that's the biggest issue. Right, it's about the
2: ratings. Exactly, because they're not household
8: names. The Utes are not a household name. I say Ohio State. I say Alabama. Um, It's one of those things that it's even Auburn. I say Auburn and people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a football team, right? That's the biggest issue is, is that they're trying to grab all of these fair weather viewers that only watch it during the big season. And that's a big reason why it's hard and why I know that they want to keep it as a committee. Because it's just like the Electoral College. If if the plebs and everybody else vote for the wrong person that we don't like, we can turn around and say, oh, no, it's this person instead, or it's this team instead. Essentially, that's that's what it is. It's not the popular vote. It's not someone who, who went their way up through the ranks and earned their position. It's more of did you earn your position by having more advertisements, by having more students, having more alumni? So it's it, that's a big issue that uh, you and I have both, at length, have complained about the committee.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And we could talk about the College Football Playoff Committee all day long. I mean, heck, we did an a, a entire show just talking about the College Football Playoff Committee a while back. But, move on from that now in the racing world there are legends okay there are champions and there are drivers who are the definition of both they are a legend who has won multiple championships and if you try to tell the story about that sport you it is literally impossible to not tell the story without them and in NASCAR, that is Jimmy Johnson. Now, I understand there's some people in NASCAR who weren't the biggest fan of Jimmy Johnson during his entire career, especially when he won five championships in a row. Think about that for a second, ladies and gentlemen. Five championships in a row straight, which is an incredible, nearly impossible task. But this guy pulled it off. And then he went and won, I believe, six championships in the span of nine years, which was just amazing. And one of the greatest streaks of all time. But it was announced that in 2020, after the 2020 season, Jimmy Johnson will be retiring. He will no longer be in full-time racing in NASCAR with Hendrick Motorsports. And very quickly... I just want to talk about how in racing and, more importantly, in sports in general, when a legend and somebody who is instantly going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the top five players and top five athletes in their sport, in Jimmy Cross' case, he's one of the top five drivers in NASCAR history. It's really it's really uh, not for a debate at this point. It means seven championships and 80-plus wins in his career. You have to ask yourself, how much of NASCAR's fan base is going to ask in 2021, oh, where's Jimmy Johnson? Or, oh, wait, where's the 48 car? It's kind of similar to when Jeff Gordon retired in 2015. Or when Tony Stewart retired in 2016. There are a lot of fans who, uh, they recognize a certain name. They recognize a certain number. In that sport. And when that number or when that face is no longer there. They lose a part of that prestige. They lose a little bit of that interest. It's a sport because that legend is no longer there. I mean, is that making a lot of sense? When you have a seven-time champion in your respective sport. And he's no longer there. Does that lose a little bit of viewership?
8: You are. Because everybody has their favorite driver. Uh, that's why they still make numbers. That's why they still distinguish it. Otherwise they'd say, Oh, the red car one or the blue car one. That's why you have the drivers. So everybody has their favorite driver. And, and yeah, when someone big like that leaves, I I don't know. The the thing is, if, if they're fans of that driver, they're more than likely fans of the sport in general. So, I think it just may be not necessarily less viewership. It just may be more sales for somebody else. They have to move over. Maybe they go over to Denny Hamlin. Maybe they, they, they move over to uh, uh, Tony Stewart, somebody like that. It's it's right. one of those things that you're going to love who you like as a player and as an athlete, but you love the sport ultimately and that's why I don't think you're going to get much of a dip, if any, from viewership.
2: Well, there is also a lot of fans in racing who are fans of a certain team. Like myself, I am a huge fan of uh, Team Penske, uh, Stuart Haas Racing, and Formula One. I'm on Team Ferrari all the way. But you have to understand that there actually is been a noticeable difference that after 2015, a dip in the Daytona 500 actually occurred because Jeff Gordon wasn't there. 2018 had one of the lowest viewed years because a guy named Dale Earnhardt Jr., you may have heard of him, retired the year before. He was no longer in the sport. And for context, in Formula One, Lewis Hamilton's won four of the last five years in terms of the championship. He's a multi-time champion. And if he left Mercedes and went to someplace else, how many fans will leave Mercedes and go and, and go to the team that he goes? I mean, it's just one of those situations where there are people that follow the team, and then there's people who follow the driver. You're in one of those two categories. And to get very quickly back to the all of sports, it's like Tom Brady. There are people who love Tom Brady and watch his games, and that's it. And I guarantee you that when he retires, with him being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, there is going to be a huge gap in terms of viewership.
6: Las Vegas' is number one on all public radio. Magic. Magic. 97.9.
7: The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Great
10: tailoring and alterations are hard to find these days. Fire Ample, a new tailoring and alterations shop in Henderson, Nevada can help you with all your needs. Their website is www.fire-ample.com. You may contact Shirley at 702-867-1088 for more information. Hello, is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile, a call or click away, keeps you in play, night and day. Are you with us? If
4: my arms are open wide you know just what to say And you know just what to do
1: The following Magic Music Mix is sponsored by Gary Grotke
0: At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at gm.com.